Hey, what's up? This is Mac on Demand, and welcome to another hashtag Black Gay Slay special edition of Mac Talk. Today, I'm going to be chatting with the beautiful, the lovely, multi-talented, hilarious, stunning, and honestly, one of the kindest people I've talked to, Monique Hart. Yes, the heart of season 10 of RuPaul's Drag Race, brown cow stunning, hello America, all the catchphrases. I'm chatting with her about Black Lives Matter, about all things gay and queer, and of course, RuPaul's Drag Race. How could we not? Not to mention everything that she's getting into lately with her music, digital drag shows, other projects that she's working on. She is a full-fledged boss, and it was just a privilege and honor to talk with her. So you don't want to miss it. It's amazing. She's amazing. Check it out. Stay tuned. I must give you a disclaimer. Um, I just a few days ago uh, accidentally bit like a good little chunk out of my like lip slash inside of jaw. So yeah, it's it's one of those. So if, if I move my mouth a little weird, I'm not having a stroke. I promise. Uh, I'm just or trying no to make corona. it. <laughs> or, or that, G- right. God willing. Okay. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm making it. 2020 ain't got to me yet too badly. How are you? Right. Good, good, good. Um, pressing on, pressing on, as the old church folks would say. Um, yeah, just hoping and believing and just trying to stay in that place of yeah. something, hope, faith, belief, that place. That there you place. go. Yeah. There you go. Um, how's, your, how's your pandemic quarantine time going? Um, this second half, the first half really wasn't that bad. I was by myself. Um, I'm very much alone, so I'm okay. Um, I was supposed to move somewhere, and then that kind of fell through. So now I'm kind of staying with a friend. Who's at least fine? It's, 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 I have to look at all of it and go, Holy Spirit, you knew everything that was going to happen, and I am kept... I'm careful, you know what I mean? Like, I'm hustling my head. It's, you know, like, every all of my needs are met, so I'm not hurting. Is it what I want? No, because I don't like people. (laughs) But, um... I feel you, though. I just... Just just certain people just don't need to live with people. Like, I'm just one of those people. (laughs) No. Like, oh, you want to bring people over the house? Okay, I need to go. It's 10 o'clock at night. Well, I just want to wait because I don't like people. I'm just... Yeah. The Lord's working. Yeah. I love that. I lo- I lo- have you learned anything? Has the Lord shown you anything new about yourself during this time that you didn't know before? Oh, yes. <laughs> Tons. The fact that I really don't like people. Hmm. I love people. I don't like people. You know, there's a difference, you know? It like, sure I is. I will love them, but, you know, people are stupid. <laughs> and they are, you know? Yes. And, and my mother used to say, stupidity is a choice. And, uh, there's no need. Yeah, you just uh, no. So uh, that um, he dealt with some of my mother wounds and just some of the things. Of, here you go. I feel that 
we in the community, should I say, let me say it this way. I, somewhere in the journey of coming out and being a part and, and hearing other people's stories, I feel like there has been a thread of almost the same one and not giving our parents grace in this sense. Mm-hmm. Um, looking back at my childhood and recognize how much of a fruit loop I was, I was on the praise and worship dance team at my church. <clears throat> that was pretty yes. fruit, right? <laughs> and my mother and I would praise dance, you know, this, you know, in our living room. That's pretty fruity to, you know, just put my mom off in this place of like, you don't love me, you don't accept me, da 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 and not give her grace for what, where she was. You know, raising me and the fact that we were um, in New York, I couldn't even go to the park because the threat of being shot or stabbed, you know what I mean? Just those little environments. So my upbringing, I recognized that there was a less of the, how do I want to say it? Less of homophobia in my early, early development. That really didn't like, you didn't really start hearing that until, I mean, I was always sugary, but I felt, always, Mm -hmm. right? But I felt it was more so like my mom kept me super sheltered so I would stay alive. You know, you were in home, you were at home, you were at church, you were in school. That was it. You know, that was my life. So I just, you know, looking back at my life and just going, you know, I put a lot on her and I was mad at her for so long and just looking back and being like great and just understand like it takes time to, um, as much time as it took me to become okay with me, like I would need to give her that same amount of time if she so needed to take that time because it takes time to grieve to everything that we as the individual who is queer and then as their children, like our mothers raised us as black men and then, oh, we're queer. So then that's an extra thing. And she knows what it is to be a black woman seeing what black men have gone through and then seeing what the perception um, and the reality of what gay life has been. So, you know what I mean? Like it's my father being uh, born and raised in New York. He was there in New York when the HIV epidemic hit and just killed everyone. So that was his whole response to me. Like, no, I'm not approving it because yeah. of, you know what I mean? So when you take all of that away, you're like, now I haven't dealt with my dad's life. That's a whole nother time. The Lord's working, right? Um, but at least for my mom, there's just been such a, like a healing and a grace. And I've been financially able to take care of her solely since Drag Race, which has been a blessing. But in this quarantine, like, me wanting to make sure that she's just okay and and just really, like, harbor no kind of bitterness or malice or misunderstanding between me and my mom. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, that's the only one you get. And no matter what, that's your mom. You know what I mean? And she she's still an individual and is still a person. It's so weird. Like, I don't know how old you are. I'm 34, but I feel... Like, as the older you get, the more the roles switch, where she was very much, let me take care of my baby, and the older you get, you're like, let me take care of my baby, my, my parent, my mom, mm-hmm. you know, you're like, having a black, dark-skinned mother, my mother lives around her down 
white people that are kind of country, and I'm like, dear Lord Jesus, and yes. you know, it's in the South, and she's like, oh, my area's fine, and you know, my mother's very prayed up that the Holy Ghost, we ain't doing that okay, but still, you know, the devil is triary, and I just, you know, I worry for her, so during the quarantine and all of this, it's just been able, it's been a, to say all of that, to say it's been a great time to heal that relationship that has been so sad. That was beautiful. It wasn't a lovely introduction. I love it. I don't, oh, I don't yeah. even think these people know who I am yet. <laughs> it's fine. I'm gonna do it in post. I'm gonna do like a little intro. We can just get right on into it right now because that was that was perfect. I love that, and it's it's well, it's so telling of everything that we're going through right now. Like you, pretty much. Like I had a whole list of questions. You you kind of like just touched lightly, but I do want to go deeper a little bit later. But you already got your fingers on the button, and I'm so, I'm so excited to talk to you because, particularly like, there's many reasons, but like, there's one at the top of the list when I was like, oh, okay, I saw your live recently, and uh, you were talking about the pandemic. Speaking of the pandemic, and um, you called it a plandemic, and I was like, okay, not only is Monique Hart like amazing in all other ways, but she she be knowing stuff, so I really I really wanted to talk about that and like, because you mentioned like. You know, you you're a little bit of a conspiracy head, and all that kind of stuff is hap happening right now. And I feel like you're like the perfect person to speak on it because I feel like you're you're no stranger talking about it. And I I really just love to pick your I brain about it. I just really feel that as a black person who lives in America, who knows the history of what white folks did to black people with the Tuskegee Airmen and giving them syphilis and everything like that, knowing the history of the eugenics movement, knowing the history of uh, hospitals telling black women specifically that we will cut off your government aid and assistance if we don't get um, near through your two times or whatever, just knowing what they have done. And then also seeing what um, <clears throat> this country has done white folks. Because white people feel like they are um, like, that doesn't happen to us. Like, oh, no. No, no. but they fucked y'all over, too. And um, at this point in the game, I just feel like you knew about it, but you didn't want to do nothing about it. And then everything is all around this pseudo-election. Just saying. That part. Also saying, um, I think it's kind of odd. Very, very odd. Very, very odd. Now, we know that... Uh, how to say this? Girl, like, he was murdered. And he was assassinated, George Floyd. And the fact that how it went down... I just feel like there's no way in the world... We know that Malcolm X was shot by um, a black man but who was affiliated with the FBI, right? right. So we know that you know, snakes are in the grass. We are very, very... So it just doesn't make sense to me that <clears throat> you would allow yourself as the, you know, the upkeeper of the law to be recorded killing a man and then you think that there would be no kind of... Repercussion is not the word, but no kind of... Well, yeah, repercussion, girl, yeah. like... There would be no kind of recommendation, nothing that would happen from it. Do you really think that, like, we've been locked in a damn house, 
we've been fucked with in the fact that we've been locked in the house because nobody was on a rent freeze and that should have happened immediately. You only gave these folks twelve hundred dollars and not everybody got a twelve hundred dollar check, so that means that folks are still out there hungry. Okay. Um <clears throat> Also, what was really funny to me that these doctors were always talking about, like, oh, I just took a cold test, especially the little fruit ones. That, no shade. Uh, these, not these. Uh, uh-huh. They would go, um, I'm taking a COVID test. And I'm like, how y'all getting COVID tests and there's not allegedly, like, enough tests for everybody? And how are you taking them regularly and weekly? Like, you can't get on your Instagram live story and fuck up this, the narrative that way. You just, um, uh, so it's a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> um, we very, very much noticed that. Uh, know that. We also know um, that they try to blame it on the fact, oh, these Chinese people were eating random bats and shit. Well, it ain't new that they've been eating weird and random foods for a minute. Like, them, I forgot, it's called the sweat markets or whatever, that underground where you can buy, like, the weird, weird, like, that's been there for a minute. Oh, yeah. It's been known of those people to be eating, like, that's on the, the BBC, the National Geographic Channel, PBS, where you see, like, the little fried bags on a stick. Like, bitch, that's not new. That's not new. And all of a sudden, you mean now your immune system says we've had enough. We can't do it no more. We're starting. You, no. I got but you. But the I point is just, like, it's just not accurate in what they say about the virus, right? It just does not add up. Also, does not add up is that no one has talked about the millions, not millions, the many, 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 many doctors and uh, healthcare professionals that have come out and stated, like, we were told to say COVID, they died from COVID, no matter what it was, just COVID, 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 because they was getting money out of it. Nobody wants to talk about that. Y'all hoes got a check when you added COVID. Go do a little research for yourself, or watch a little videotape for yourself when you see. Now, when you, you know, first it was like a little white woman, okay, now, right, she was a little dramatic. Then you see another little white woman, and she was dramatic. But then we saw that video of the black woman, the little somebody's on to but okay, this Then, we started seeing all these little white folk, doc- you know, like doctor doctors, wait a minute. You know, they're not going to put their name, their profession on the line if it was not activist. So, what's going on and the fact that you don't know and you're claiming to be the greatest nation in the world to see the way that you not even fumbled the ball but like how you stewarded this nation how long have we been in lockdown what four months six months eight months who knows yeah it's been a year um like i just it it, it saddens me because you're just like we're so fine. Because the reality is we can't go and put, I mean, we have to vote. Make sure you vote. And you know, that's none of our business you vote for. Um, but if we find out, we will drag you. Um, <laughs> it's really, really sad. He, this is another thing I feel like seeing the way that they took care of the nation, right? Knowing that black and brown people will always be on the bottom and we were the ones who were uh, 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 still working the essential workers, the essential laborers, uh, making sure that everybody else had food and whatnot to eat. There was no care for them. I personally feel, also doing a little research and study, finding out that the Democratic Party brought our vote with welfare. Yeah, I really, really feel like we need a black national party that is concerned with black issues and black people as a collective queer, gay, trans, and everything. Like, mm-hmm. we don't have time for the separation right now. It's a whole because they're killing all of us, right? So I feel like we need a national party 
that is concerned about black folks, everything black. So that way, when they come up with the bullshit, we go, uh-uh, uh-uh, if you want our votes, sis. Because the reality is time after time after time after time. And then this last uh, debate, you didn't even really see them mention black folk at all. Nope. So, well, if you took our vote and didn't do anything, and now you're not mentioning us, we know you ain't going to do anything then. So I really, really feel like on just so many levels, black folks just need to be con- not only consoled by, concerned by us, but I feel like when it comes to black people as the collective, like whether you're queer or straight, if you're broke, you're at the bottom of the bed. If you, um, you know, a black woman, a black trans woman, still women at the bottom of the barrel. You know what I mean? This is another, this is a side conversation just to get your brain thinking about this. Have you ever thought about this? This is my conspiracy. Why is it that you don't never ever hear, because I just mentioned trans and it sparked my thought, you don't never ever hear white trans women coming up dead, shot, chopped up in the never. bag. Never. Almost never. You don't never. hear about even Spanish women getting chopped up in the bag. So it's solely because black trans women. Now, here you go. The reality is the mainstream. Now, just the, I don't know if you ever thought about that, but I'm just really like, so they find out that they're trans. Like, oh, you found out at the end, allegedly. Like, no, but you knew what you were doing when you went into it because the reality is you like because true tea is true tea is this the reason that those boys were so mad to us is the way we sashayed down the halls hanging out with Keisha and them is because they liked you liked the way that I looked like you but my hip jiggled like her and you like what this stick do oh that you think I don't see you dick watching we ain't the only one wearing dark sunglasses for no reason bitch uh-huh. That one. And your lens is not that dark, sir, because I can see where your eyes are. Thank you. Anyway, girl, just, that's yeah. just a little yes. side note. But have you thought about that? It's, it's definitely something that's kind of like unspoken, and, and but definitely understood. Because it's like, it's, it's so nuanced. Because at the end of the day, like, you know, trans women, they go through a lot. But I feel like the, the brunt of, of the violence that they are victimized by is because mainly black trans women it's not just because they're trans but because they're also black and they know they can get away with it there's no consequence for killing black people so yes she's trans but like you know what kind of annoys me I'll just say you choose to put it in there these folks not these folks or all of these folks but I feel like these folks and they have the microphone and they have the narrative um because the collective is trans they rah, 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 but the reality, they didn't kill her because she was straight. They killed her because she was a black woman, she was a black trans woman, and they did not value her life, period. Exactly. Because black girls and black women, the reality is, I don't know where you live in that, but which of you live in Atlanta, they smashing girls left and right. We don't hear nothing about that in the news. The only reason that the mass media knows is because we don't love and hip hop that part. Why? Because they're blind. Now, here we go. Quiet as camp says, we can walk down Melrose. Melrose. You snatch up five little white girls, citizen, I bet you. <laughs> Amber As a matter of fact, every don't even, person. Don't even go down Melrose. That's a little too busy. For sure, they'll see. I need us to go where? Utah, bitch. Take five bitches from Utah. Utah. Five little girls. Five white girls. Let 
you can put them in the Kimmy Shore pit, let them hide out for six months. There will be a worldwide Amber Alert. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it just the shit, just so many different things. Prime example, have you thought about this one real quick and then, and then we can jump off? Have you? Because people was talking about, you know, Stonewall was a riot, not a protest, not a yada yada. People love to bring up our dear sister Miss Marshall. Mm-hmm. They love to talk about my Marshall through that bread. As one who was looking at all of the different riots that were going on that were like raw, 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 there were black people and there were black people why, right? Because we're very, very upset and pissed. And I think a lot of her story gets washed away and erased because they just focus on the fact that she was trans. But Marsha grew up before she was trans, identified as, you know, Marsha. She grew up a black man in America and a dark skin. So all of that feeling everything of what, and like Stonewall happened with 69. So what, that's nine years after they stopped legally hanging black people in 1960. Right. I just feel like that, that fighting, that pushback was just a lot more than what is told. That part. Okay, now I'm shut up. Sorry. Oh no, you're fine. I mean, I love everything that you just said. And I feel like it needs to be said, it needs to be talked about. And that's why I'm so glad to talk to you. Um, I want to I get more into you, because we talked about the, the, the collective black community uh, at large. But I, I mean, this is your interview. I want to talk about you a little bit. Um, and, I lo- and I love what you said about uh, <laughs> needing a black party just focusing on us. And then also it being about inclusivity, because that's a big conversation right now. All black lives matter. I feel like being black and queer is such a unique kind of experience. I feel like we all have at least two aha moments in life like that signify that we're different. Like my, my, mine was like when I was six, I went to my first sleepover and this little boy took his shirt off and you know threw a pillow at me and I was like, oh, I like it. And then um, my mama told me at one point like that same year, like don't look at the police officer directly in his eyes. You don't want to give him a reason to bother you. So I want to know from you, what were those moments in your life that signified that you were different and how do you think that they shaped you today? You know, it was funny because I was thinking, I was talking to my friend and I was actually telling them like, there's a lot of, I feel like black people put degrees on levels of blackness. And I was talking to someone and I was just, I've never been like black enough. And there's just a part of the struggle that I've just never touched or known because of my life. And so to answer your question, I say that to say this, I was so sheltered that I did not, a lot of like, I had aha moments like old you know what I mean? Like, I had my aha moment that I was, like, gay at, like, 16. Even though I was already, like, doing things, but, like, it didn't hit me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that, boom, like, this is what it was. I had that aha moment of, like, you're black at 29. That's very, very late to have that aha moment. Now, I didn't recognize why um, that happened for years later, but it was not only the fact due to the fact that my surroundings were so white, 
Um, it's that whole thing of cold switching. And I didn't recognize that I did it for survival. You know what I mean? To make yeah. It's how to operate in predominantly white spaces and not be perceived as the, uh, the criminal to everything else. Um, and so those aha moments, like I was 29, I had just had a birthday party, but I had been like feeling different. And like, you know, you hang out with your girls and you'll get drunk. And there was just always a certain part in the night where I just knew that there was just a, or should I say it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because the, and I love, and I tell all my white friends, I say, I love y'all when y'all get real drunk, honey. Y'all privilege comes out and the looseness of your time shows everything. You know what I mean? And the reality is, are they bad people? No. Have they bitten into the system? Yes, because it's the very same system that they go home and sleep in comfort so that every wipe your hands and stain red, period. And so you just came back, you're guilty. Done and done. Sorry about it. But um, the, the reality of um, like knowing I knew that something was different but I couldn't put my finger on it and though I had completely cold switched and I will never forget one of my friends I tried to explain to him why it's so nerve-wracking. And I, my friend, my white friend, had given me his old Toyota. It was a Honda, sorry. Decked out, tinted, like black tinted windows. Drugged out was down. Like, but he was the prettiest white boy. So I don't know how he got his car yeah. dark, but whatever. Um, I tried to explain to him one time about um, what it felt like to drive around as a black man and his response just really just it just wrecked me and it's wrecked our friendship and it's just like it has never gone back because you're just so like you just recognize you're alone like they will never have to ever 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 have to do anything they it's just never my friends don't, like, no one wants to be pulled over by the cops, but it's more so don't want to be pulled over by the cops because of the inconvenience, but not, like, have, their hearts don't beat the same. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Maybe now because they're shooting folks with rubber bullets. But, yeah, it's, it, 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 I don't know. So a lot of my aha moments happened just really late in life because I was so sheltered and so, and when they happen, they wreck me because there's nowhere to hide. There's nowhere to go. Like, now, understanding like you are a black man and it's that thing your mother i don't know my mother used to tell me all the time she would go i can't teach you how to be a man but i can show you how to be a good one and never knew what that was about and what that was that was like because she was trying to prepare you for what it is to go in this world as a black man my mother could not even fathom what it would be to then go in this world as a black gay you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like it's just it's so hard and it's I don't know. It's just places that. <laughs> I don't know. For me, I find. I don't know. What do you do? I just kind of like inhale, breathe deep, and have to walk away just because I get so frustrated. Like, and I'm angry about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if I would tell the truth, I was talking to someone and I watched a, a movie, and this guy was like, You fight so hard not to be this angry black man, but in reality, of what's inside of you is angry because the system is so fucked and we can rah 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 and tra la 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 till we're blue in the face. But the reality is, I 
don't believe that we are living the fulfillment of Mal- Malcolm Martin's uh, W.E. Du Bois's book. I don't believe that this is it. And for us to go, what's going to take another 500 years? Like, it is so, like, oh, constantly. I don't know. That's just where I'm at in my aha moments where I just get frustrated and just sit down and eat you guys. That's a way. Look, there's... I, the I jalapeno like, flavor. They're good. Uh, oh, they're so good. You mean the, like the green and orange bag? That's like it. That is everything. All right? But no, I mean, so cool. it's... I feel like no one really has like the perfect answer to like how to cope with it. But I think the the best thing we can do is to be... is to continue to be authentic and honest and transparent about it and to keep talking about it. Or otherwise, it's just going to be like this thing that is so taboo that ends up being ignored and never addressed in very very that you know one thing that i my heart longs for like when i talk about the board i feel like black people need our black national party i feel like black people also need like the adl for black people like you will not come out of your mouth sideways about any you or at least publicly you won't because you know that the adl will be on your head exactly if you, Sharon Needles, prime example, Sharon Needles went to Germany, I think she got off the plane if the story serves me correctly, and said, how Hitler, and did the whole thing, just to be whatever, they arrested her ass, sent her on a plane immediately back to the States. They do not play that bullshit. They don't tolerate it. You will not say anything anti-Semitic. Yeah. You will not disrespect them. Like, they understand the fuck up of their shame of their past and they have moved on they educate their students in additional or a specific hour of the day to remind them what they did to the Jews we need that yeah like it needs to be because reality is they don't teach Jewish history like oh and now we're going to do Jewish history holiday and let's remind ourselves what we did to the Holocaust like no black history we understand why they did it our leaders our forefathers back in the day trying to educate and uplift but the reality is that black history is not black history it's American history it happened right here on this soil with Americans and so it needs to be told and it just needs to be like revered like, you will not come out of your face any kind of way and say anything sideways about black people. No, Samantha, that means you can't sing the nigga song either, which means to go in the trash, too. I, can we talk about that for a minute? Now, I know Monet and Bob, because they love to, to get on me. <laughs> I just don't understand. I really, really don't. I don't. I feel like this, and I get it, and people go to words, to try to endearment, it's power, blah, 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 blah. You don't hear no Jew being called anything you don't hear they don't no call spit. Each other the K no, word. Sorry, you don't hear uh, yeah. Spanish people being called spits. Right. You don't hear none of them. And the fact that oh, well, we get who like to me that is still the mechanics of the oppression. Like, and the fact that it's now fashion. Like, because that's what nigga is. Nigga yeah. is fashion. It is just fashion. It is just what it is. And you know, in the reality, is people go, oh, we moved on so far from the reality is that you're the only people who calling you that. You know what I mean? And the people who that are still calling you that are the people who gave you that name in the first place. So I just, it is just asinine to me. It's valid. That's very valid. Like I grew up uh, 
in, in my household that you could not say that word not with an er not with an a you just couldn't and now i've made my peace with it a little bit just kind of like because i get it and i even slip up sometimes myself and say it but yeah you know it happens but um i i can i can definitely align and and see the value in that in that perspective because i mean just like you said we don't see jewish people because i feel like the only way to kind of you know, compare what we're going through now is the Holocaust. It's like they're killing us off, essentially, is what it feels like. And they have been for centuries. And like you said, they, they don't go around calling each other, you know, disparaging names or derogatory names. So it's kind of like there is an imbalance in the reverence that we hold that particular event in time and then what the black people have gone through here. So... You know, it's social because then, and like the other, the, the the disheartening thing is how when the conversation comes up from black folks, kitchen talk, we will go, well, we have other issues that's killing black folks besides this, like hypertension and the police and this, that, and the third, and drugs and crime, that, that, that. But as a people, if your mind is fucked, girl, then how do you ever... Because the reality is, yeah, like all of these other things are killing us, but if we also think like all of these other industries are killing us, we don't own property, you know what I mean? Like, we need to, like... Did you watch that documentary with Killer Mike? I haven't. It's on my watch list. I haven't uh, got to it yet. Please watch it. It's so good. Like, it just makes me want to get money and just grind. <laughs> like... He had to sleep yeah. on a park bench because uh, he did like 36 hours or 24 hours or a week long um, only supporting and living off of black businesses. So he could only shop black. So where he bought his food had it to be black. Uh, where he bought his weed needed to be black. Where he bought like clothes. Where he housed himself. And the reality was that after a certain time, like his options became less and less. And then he just had none to the fact that he had to sleep in the park that was owned but you know what I mean like mm. so it was this whole thing of he loves to talk about and I, I just love his, his mindset and mentality because he's not like yes we should vote because our ancestors paid for that right but more than just getting excited about you know who's you know the Republican Party the Democratic Party you know we're still fighting over masters and not putting us first in the sense like when you look at the most successful time of black people, it was right after slavery when we had the Black Wall Street. Mm -hmm. And though we, though they destroyed them, trashy bitches, <coughs> raggedy. Around the same insane. time that all this stuff started happening. Just putting it out there, but go on, please. Um, like, we have not, I had this white guy come to me and he goes, why aren't there any black leaders? And he was dead ass honest to me and he was, Greek or something. He was something else, so he felt a little bit, like, comfortable. Like, as a non-American, even a, whatever. Anyway, yeah. he's like, we're the black leaders, and I was just, like, dead. And he was just like, why haven't we had new ones? And he was, you know, saying, like, Barack this, that, and the third, and I said, Barack was a black leader. However, he was not a leader of black people, because he is still alive. You know what I mean? Like, if you have it, here you go, prime example. The FBI, was it Hoover, whatever his name is, said that the Black Panthers were a threat to national society. Like, why is it that every time Black people come into power, and so I say all of that to say, like, it, everything is about power, and we need to come into power, and I think one of the first places we need to come into power is the mom. Like, 
what you think about yourself and what you know. And when you know your history, you can't know when you discourage, you can't know when anything. Like, this is another thing that I was thinking of. Like, I would someday love to look at my life and be a James Baldwin or another queer black man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When there, are, do you, how old are you? I'll be 27 next month. You raggedy bitch. Um, <laughs> there was, do you remember, not Zane. Zane was the straight woman who wrote, she wrote the like sex novel books yeah. or whatever. But there was this author who wrote the black ones. There were like black, gay, queer Ooh. novels. Yes, girl. Um, I need that name. <laughs> Oh my gosh, girl. It was, and I will never forget, like, I could never get my hands on the copy, but I do remember researching, like, black queer literature. Um, And just, like, we just need more of it, because we just need to win as a collective, like I said before. Anyway, I'm sorry, I'm winning. No, you're fine, you're fine. What I love most about you is, I mean, beyond, like, your artistry, because your music is amazing, the looks you turn in, in drag are amazing, like, but uh, uh, more than that, also like you're a really good actor. Like I'm so, I, I, I could go on and on about you. Like you're funny as fuck. Like just like I could listen to you talk for hours. Just FYI. But more than that, and the reason why I love to hear you speak so much is because you are a queen of faith. Your your power minutes on Instagram give me life. Um, and I think it's just so it's 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 a good thing anytime we believe in something bigger than ourselves. But being that uh, we know that you, your history. Um, that you've been very open about. You, you know, participated in Pray the Gay Away programs and all that kind of stuff. Um, I, but I want to know from you, because I want to hear from you, how do you compartmentalize that particular part of religion and still maintain your faith and still remain uh, devoted to that? Because um, I imagine it's hard. It is. Um... I will say, like, other people have had more traumatic stories than me. Like, Dusty from my season, season 10, that, like, his story is tra- trauma. I will say, like, my, I don't know, like, I, what helps me is the fact, like, I didn't come out because I was like, I'm coming out because I need to live my most authentic life. Like, I came out because I felt like God had abandoned me. And so I said, if you won't come love me, I will go find a man who will. I come from a supernatural background where, like, crazy signs and wonders, people are getting healed, like, demons cast out. Like, that's my background. So, and it's not, like, the just dramatics. Like, my roommate's leg is, like, what is it? Literally, brought, like, my friend's grandmother, no longer has cancer. Like, you know what I mean? I'm going, okay, Holy Spirit, you're real. Um, I love you. I'm going to walk in this life out. You say the gay is bad. At what point is it going to be gone? Like, you know, um, I did one program. I'm like, okay, I'm still like, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I do another program and I'm like, yeah, you know what I mean? And the, it was so hard because I was living in Christian community and, you know, and you're living with all these straight people. These, you know, co- it's college age, you know, men, right? They, so, and college straight boys just wake up with just morning wood, dick all out, and you just like, oh. You know, what are you doing? You're just trying to not like be gay, but you're like looking at it, but not looking at it, but like, you know, like, like oh my God, but like it is right there in your face. And so, you know, um, 
it was it's it, it right so I just said if you're not going to remove or anything or like evidently I must have fucked up in a sense and that was in my head um so I was like I'm just gonna boom leave right and I started going out to the gay bars and if you're familiar with the term uh, prophetic or if you've ever heard of an oracle, like a divine word, I get them like this, like on a regular. And when I was coming out, I would meet people and I would just get like a download and I would tell them and they would be like, how do you know my life? And I would crying in the bar, girl, those are not situations that you would think. So for me, I just kept seeing God show up. And so then I like, I was going out to the gay bar still living in Christian community. I ended up homeless. Some of my uh, Christian friends took me in and, like, they housed me. Um, like, through it all, I graduated uh, hair school at the top of my class, like, homeless. Got my studio apartment. And in that studio apartment, that's where, like, I personally, there was no one around. It's just you, the four walls. And you know what I mean? Like, and in that place, I had to really, like, die i said that was the season of my life that i died to religion you know what i mean i don't identify as a religious person i don't tie myself with religion i don't say that i'm being christian or anything like that um, i identify as i love the most high god um period i love that um, yes but i know I, this is what I, I i believe i believe like he says in his word you who are not my people shall be my people right god created all of us, um, he put on flesh and died on the cross to bring us closer. And I feel like if the gay was the thing that did separate us, Old Testament, well, the New Testament says that, honey, I died so you can come closer. And that's where I abide. Um, and in that place, for me, I just thrive, you know? And there, I mean, I cannot say like, 24 of my years being indoctrinated and in the last 2011 so 11 years or 12 years or whatever of being out I'm still like detoxing the bullshit but for the most part like in that apartment I learned like for me God will go he just operates and moves a lot bigger and greater than what we think like I thought the greatness of my life would have been him delivering me from the game so I could be my most authentic person and blah, 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 blah. But the reality is I'm seeing even a lot of fulfillment of different, you know, prophetic or oracle words that I've received from people, you know, songs and whatever. I see them being manifested through my drag career. Prime example, um, the year right before I came out, I was driving from hair school on the highway home, I hear clear as day, like I'm hearing you right now, I heard if you didn't have to worry about money, what would you do? I said, I would travel the world and tell people about Jesus. That's what I've done for the past three years. I've literally gotten to travel the world, you know what I mean, and get on different stages and <laughs> tell people like, hey, the Father loves you. And for so many people, you know, a lot of people, you know, oh, it's great. <laughs> But for the people that are like me, you know what I mean? Because the reality is, I love it. Like, there's room at the table for everybody. And, you know, if you didn't grow up like me, then that's fine. 
Um, that's wonderful, but you will identify <laughs> with somebody's story who you identify with. And for yeah. the people that identify for my story, those are the people that I meet to help and lift up and encourage. Um, whether they were in church or not, if you identify with it, then you do, and that's what I want. So that's where Monique Hart is, is I want to present. Here you go. When I die, I want to stand before the Lord and present as many hearts that I can before him of people that like I loved and encouraged and showed, you know, who he is in a real life, that he's not this angry, barking God, that hates, you know what I mean? Like, it's just so not. So that's that's how I do that. I love that. That's that's that kind of mindset and mentality is so needed, especially within our community, because I feel like that's a roadblock for so many black people who are trying to come out and, and faith. Because Christianity is a staple within the black community, so I feel like that needs to be said. So I appreciate yeah. you for that. Um. I want to switch gears just a little bit. Some little fun. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing that I, I like to watch on your Instagram live is that, at least, well, I can say the other day, I think I saw you go live, and your followers flirt with you. It is hilarious. And I love every bit of it. <laughs> they do. And I'm still single. That's the guy. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. You know, it's crazy because you, you bring that up, and for the longest this time, I thought I had a very large following of men, and then this gig came in through TikTok or whatever, and they were like, hey, we want to da-da-da-da-da-da, but you need like 70% male followers, and I look at it, and I'm like, women? Huh. Where are the men? So, yeah, girl, the men's like to flirt, dude, and I, men like to flirt with me only in the UK. I can't never ah. stop find a man in the States. Girl, I be looking for somebody But the boys be cute. I, I, Some of them have OnlyFans accounts and they send me the little promo and you be like, oh, oh this is nice. <laughs> or, oh, you should have kept that to yourself. Oh, no. You know, just, <laughs> yeah, girl, just because you can get an account don't mean that it's a good one. That's a word. That's, yes. Yes. But like, but I, I know there's like that interest there. So I have to ask for people who are watching or listening, however they may be consuming this. Um, what are Monique Hart's deal breakers in dating? And I want to know also, in addition to that, because you mentioned it earlier, um, with your friend who happened to be white and they just didn't get it. Uh, do they have to be black? Let's just be blunt about it. Like, is, is being black like an important <coughs> factor to understand that particular struggle? Uh, um, you know, I did go through a phase where I was like, bitch, I don't want... Yeah, crack over there, bitch. Keep all the mayonnaise. Wait a minute, what happened? Oh, my phone. I was like, keep all the mayonnaise, bitch. I don't want none of it. And then, oh, wait a minute, I'm trying to charge this because this is a thumb. Trying to die, but the devil is alive. Uh, but then, uh, uh, when I tried to go, I would never forget this. I was at Black Gay Pride here in LA and I went to go talk to this black guy and I was like, hey, sup, da 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 You know, I'm trying to put my trade voice ah. I'm trying to <laughs> You know, I'm trying to do the whole thing. Like, you know, you know how you're going to talk to a black girl? You can do it by. Yeah. You just can't yeah. talk to me no kind of way, right? 
girl, you better look good. You better, your breath better be fresh and your outfit better be mm. cute. Anyway, because uh, if not, girl, you know, we just going to look at you. <laughs> I, I yes. know you did. Not with that hot breath. Um, and, you know, we will tell you the truth, too, girl. Black days are so funny. I love us. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, they were like, he, what did he say to me? He was like, I heard you like the white me. And it was the face crack of the century. Oh. Like, but I was like, I've never dated anybody. And then there was this one boy that I did post on my Instagram that I was slightly trying to talk to. I love him dearly still, but it's nothing. But like, he lived in like over there in Europe somewhere. I mean, I know where he lives. I just don't want to say it. Okay. But it was like some exotic country girl. You know, it was the, it was the fantasy. But I'm like, that's not. So here you go to answer that um, statement. Uh, I'm open. Um, here you go. I'm open to all of it. I really do want to date someone black. I've never dated. Actually, I've never dated, right? I've had beautiful little uh, moments where I've fallen in love and had my heart broken. All of them were predominantly white. Um, wow. Or white adjacent. White um, So I'm like, let's... <laughs> Let's go very, very far, far away. However, I feel like I... We're talking about black men. I just, I don't know, girl. I feel like I'm not black enough for them. However, there is this one delicious black man who lives in New York who says that my laugh really does it for him, girl. It makes him tingle. I was black. <laughs> not girl, a tingle. Girl. Never heard that. Yes. Uh, no, but I just want... They have to be melanated and they have to really get it, like... This is the other thing. I'm not going to lie and go, oh, I would never date a white man. Um, white men are the ones who talk to me. Like, they'll be like, hey, what's up? Captain. And I'll be like, oh, okay. Wonderful. Um, I will say, I won't say that I will never, but I will say it does make it harder because harder on two levels. One, like, I really need to know you get it and not lip service, right? You know what I mean? And I need mm-hmm. to know that you are very, very passionate about it and not just because you date a black man, but you want the black collective to win that part. You know what exactly. I mean? You need to be thinking of how can I support blackness in every single the way, bitch. If there is a coffee shop that's black only thing on a Starbucks, I need to go there. Like, that's the, the mindset. Um, that's very, very hard to find. But this is the other thing. Like, I was watching uh, this black YouTuber, and I, I mean, I watch everything black on YouTube, bitch. And he was just saying, like, why is it that, and actually was a few, three black gay YouTubers, and they said, why is it that when you get famous, everybody that's black and gay dates white men? And it's just like, well, why is that? And I heard someone on my side of the fence who's, like, famous and black and working in the room, and they said, because there's hardly any of us, any of us in the room. And when we and when we're there, this is exactly what he said to me. And when we're in the room, we're not trying to talk to the other black guy because we're trying to move up. And I was gagged. I was very, very gagged because it was dead honest. He was. It hurt because it's just like, oh, so you too aren't looking at the other black. Dead honest, no, I'm not. Like you're cute, but I'm trying. Like it's a game. It's it's arm candy. Like it when you're trying to. You know what I mean? Because your talent is one thing, but if you're with so-and-so, it's just so weird. But when he told me that, it really kind of wrecked me. So, do I think I'll be dating? No. 
Um, I'm very happy being single. Um, I yeah, you, you know. Also, I've been single for so long. I saw this post on Instagram and it said something like, "When you've been single and you've had peace and you found peace, like it would be really hard for you to let go of that." And yeah. I, you know what I mean? I'm very much like, why did you leave addition the same? Like, why did you do that? You can wash it. I turned it to my mother. Well, it's just not, oof. Oh. Yeah, so. It's hard out here. I, I, I feel you. It's, ugh. Also, like, it's really hard talking to, you just mentioned Instagram boys. So this one, from the same chat that you were watching, uh-huh. he's been messaging me, so we voice memo together. He says, he, I go, what are you doing? He goes, um, sitting, talking to you, da 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 And he's just like, I've been trying not to fangirl. And I go, well, I can't. Like, how do we do Ew. this if you are, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, it's so hard when you're like, I need to find a gay man that is not, um, like, I want him to know about drag, but not be like, Ooh, so he's like, who are you again? Like, I wouldn't mind that if he's like, who? Wait, what are you doing? Right. Oh, cute, lovely, great. Because, like, if he's a teacher or um, a dental hygienist or you know, a dentist, a plastic surgeon, a bl- you know, you know, throat, ears, nose, shoulders, toes, doctor. I don't know, right. just something. Knees and toes, yeah. knees and toes, got you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ah, but that that thing about peace when you have it when you're single that's that's the truth that's the truth uh, are you single absolutely have been for like ooh five years five years five years yeah right what you're handsome cute what like Thank let's, you. let's 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 keep As this real you? 100 why aren't you like dating uh, I think there's a lot of reasons why. Uh, oh, that was heavy. <laughs> like you've been processing. No, because here's the thing. Uh, I've been brought to a point to where in my life I needed to work on me. I needed to work on what I wanted for myself in my uh, career ambitions. And to give that my full uh, focus because it's hard to kind of do that and then also be in a relationship that's also kind of like a job. Uh, and then on top of that, just the location of where I'm at now, because I'm originally from the South, I'm from Tennessee, and moving out here, like, I was in Tennessee, and I had a boyfriend who was ready to, like, settle down, move to North Carolina, and have a baby. And I was like, no, no, thank you. And that was, like, in my early, early, early 20s. So I moved out here, and then it's the complete opposite. Nobody really wants any type of bond or connection with you unless it's superficial. So it's kind of like... I've, I've just been on the end of both extremes and there's no, yeah. I haven't met anybody who's like at that middle ground to where we're like, oh, okay, let's just get to know each other in a real way and not rush into anything too fast, if that makes any sense. Where, where are you located at now? I'm in Orange County. Oh, so you're over here too, sis. Oh, it's, well, it's well, real well, white out here. Yeah, so you yeah. experience the same. Yeah, girl, it is. It, yes. You know, this is the other thing. Like, I totally understand. Let's we can jump on this, or this could be a topic. Um, grinder, scruff, whatever. We hear uh, people say, um, "We're so tired of hearing people go no rice, no spigs, no fats, no blacks, no Asian." Blah, 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 right? Very, very valid. 
and then people go, oh, well, they have a preference, and you know, that's perfect. We know it's wrapped in racism, lovely. But the that's reality right. is, <clears throat> you are not on the ballot. And I, I, for me, I find it really, really hard. When, like, when you just look at it, when you see those profiles, whatever, you delete them, you block them, you, you know what I mean? But I just feel like me solely lusting after you are only going after pale folks like Bright, you know, White Adjacent, <laughs> this, that, and the third. Um, one shows the fact that I solely don't love myself. Uh, you know what I mean? If you cannot, even in the aspect of, this whole, we talk about being free from gender roles and this whole thing in relationships and blah, 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 but then in relationships, we're still doing it. How often do you hear very, very thin sisters saying, girl, you know, I want that trade, blah, 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 Why? Because he is straight acting. acting. He's giving you some fantasy where you are feeling what a feminine, feminine energy, blah, 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 where you're playing the role of the dance and the trip. So, you, you know what I mean? Like, just on so many levels, and I just go... If y'all weren't looking over here in the first place, like, here you go. When you were growing up, you were thinking about all the people on Dawson's Creek, you know, the people that were on Boy Meets Work. Well, our faces were not those faces. They weren't. Zach Slater, um, all the other, like, TV show white actors, they were sex symbols. I don't remember Theo being a sex symbol. I don't remember Eddie from uh, Eddie Winslow being a sex symbol. I don't remember black sex symbols until a different world. And that truthfully was when Jada Pinkett got on the series when yeah. they started like, you know what I mean? Like they didn't cast Dwayne Wayne as a sex symbol. His friend, you know what I mean? So when you just think of what they're trying to fulfill and look at in their life, what they've imagined, what they've dreamed about, also taking in the fact, one of my, the same white friend, he said, I have to take in consideration who I bring home because my parents are not okay with the gay. So if I bring someone home that's successful, da 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 da, da it makes it, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I go, so you're trying to bring in a black person? it's just you know what I mean yeah. and oh you're a drag queen and when parents think of drag queen they think of camp 80s drag queen you know what I mean they don't know that honey we make we could pay your mortgage out in three months it's done if not in one you know what I mean For, and I'm not talking about a mortgage payment I'm talking about what she was told you know what I mean they paid the you dog you better talk I'm, your I'm, shit you know they they pay the dog. So you can sit a pink and shade all you want to, but they pay us. But because we are like this one dude was like, you're a drag queen. I would never forget it. And I was like, but wasn't your last an actor? Like his last boyfriend was an actor. And I was like, what's the difference? He was like, you were no. in a gay There's bar. No. That's but an he appearance. But he worked in a gay bar and that was the difference. That's an appearance. That was the difference. That's so dumb. Actors go and they, stars of all sorts, go and they make appearances everywhere. That's literally no different. Monique Hart is a, is, is all, is, is an extension of you and, and, and all that, you know, your mind is able to, you know, create and imagine and, and all of its glory. But it's also a character at, at the same, at the same right. So you're an actor. You're a full on actor. Like, and, and that's, it gets no more method acting than that. It gets no more immersive acting than that. The talent it takes it's to just, be a drag queen is just beyond. I just think it's just 
like the lack of education and then the lack of like I think because drag queens are perceived in a negative light I don't think they're also revered for all of the good that they've done like the history of drag queens telling the people like let's come back to the community it's you know what I mean uh, educating the people to make sure that they're getting tested how many shows have you gone to we'll talk about that at least in Casey and my shows honey like we've let you know alright y'all gonna get drunk have a good time we got the ball of condoms up there at the front door make sure y'all wrap you know what I mean like I feel the drag queen is so much more than this fashion needs to be this one drop death drop and dot 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 like we are pillars in the community and the fact that what we do as a collective is not revered just because it traditionally happens in gay bars. I think that's almost a reflection of how you feel about the gay community in a sense. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just really weird and fucked up. But so I just don't date. Um, I do like to snuggle and kiss, but you know, COVID is real. <laughs> so <clears throat> we won't do that. Ah. You know, I'm surely not trying to catch them all now. So we won't do that either. That. Yes. That part. Girl, did you see they got a new black bachelor for the bachelor? I did. Uh, uh, Girl, I, who asked for that, don't though? Need to do that. Who asked for that? Well, here you go. Here you go. I heard they've been trying to do it for a minute, but this is the problem. The problem is that, and I watched Funky Dagneva, and she said it, and I totally, totally agree. When you watch that show, even the shows, like the fandom, Drag Race fandom is growing, but Drag Race started on logo and it was for queer people, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And then it grew, da 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 That show, its fan base is stamped in at 18 to 45 year old white women. Mm -hmm. So now he's supposed to date, now remember, those white women who are looking at this bachelor are supposed to be envisioning themselves, right? Okay, mm -hmm. so whether... It's the Bachelor of the Bachelor. They're supposed to see themselves. How are they supposed to see? Now, he is very, very a yellow bone. You know, he up there like you. Very, very yellow. Very cute. Real, real cute. You know, he looks like he plays lacrosse and sounds lovely. Like, he had a great home. He had grass in his front yard. No project realness. Okay. But I feel like if you... Are you going to bring black women on the show? That's you know what I mean? Like, and you, are they going to be like, black? Or are they just going to be the same black girls that jump around the show just to, you know... Exactly. The same safe version that's palatable for all audiences. It's, it's, it's just, I feel like we're being set up a little bit. Like, we didn't ask for any of that. We just want to stop being killed. <laughs> like, that's... We want justice. We want a lot more! I, you know, I want full justice. I want reparations, too. That, like, yes. You know what I mean? I want more than just the fantasy of equality, you know? I feel like it's real impossible for you to tell me, which is crazy. I love, who is the dark-skinned man? Not W.E. but he, Marcus Garvey? Yes. What did he say? It is impossible for you to give someone their freedom. Like, it is inhumane for you. To, like, how do you do that? How do you right. give someone their freedom? The reality is freedom is never given. Freedom has always been taken. And we even see in history, white history that white people got to fight for their freedom. When we think of the history of this nation, they fought against Britain for this nation. Now, you go, when it comes to us, like, how do we fight for freedom? When every time we do, we're perceived as a national threat. Like, how do you just put me at the same starting point that you're at 400 and change years later? How do you do that? How do you repair the damage of how y'all bred us? You ever heard somebody use the word motherfucker? 
Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you know where the word comes from? Ah, uh, it's slavery, isn't it? Right. So they will put a paper bag over your head, oh, and they will put wow. a paper bag over your mom's head, and they would make people go in that room and fuck your mother. Why? Because the business of slavery um, was done, but like, what was it done? But the market, like, they couldn't buy slaves. So you bred us. Very much that. They bred us. So, like, how are we talking? We really can't talk equality because if we're talking equal, well, what was done to me needs to be done to you, and you really don't want equality. You just blew my mind. That's a new but, one. Go, go do it. Just, and you don't have to put this in a video. Cut this out. When we get off here, go look at... Because, um, you know, with all of this, you know, I'm trying to research everything yeah. about our history and learn, like, what happened and that, blah, blah, because I'm one of dates and times, bitch, in 1964, 1865, I'm very much that. And when you learn, you hear about buck breaking, and that's when slave masters used to rape and sodomize the big, you know what I mean? And when you hear that, and that happened specifically in Jamaica. Now, uh, like, now I understand why you will be yeah. killed. Like, they don't play any of that. We hear, You just heard, did you watch Canada Drag Race last night? I didn't. Sorry. Um, oh, I cannot forget. Her. Oh, my God. And it's one of the black girls. Horrible of me. But it's one of the black girls from Canada. She's the one from the Bahamas. She talks about she got home from a show. These dudes were waiting for her in her like, at her house, in her yard. They walked up to her car and shot her. She still has a bullet because she was gay. So, like, what happened was she left there and she claimed asylum in Canada, fleeing her for her life. But then when you understand the history and you're like, now you want to talk about equality, there's been, I don't know, girl, I just get, woo, hallelujah, God's going to redeem all things. Amen. That, no, that's true. But see, that's the thing that I think that <laughs> but, needs to be talked about more is that a lot of the oppression and the kind of horrible things that were you know done to you know black people centuries ago has trickled down into the parts of the community that we talk about especially in me doing these interviews like the like how you just said the homophobia part of it and just the christianity and how that kind of like falls into all of it like it's just it's all like a side effect of that one thing which is yes it's just it's yes. crazy and now I can't say motherfucker yes. anymore, and it's my favorite word. Ah, right, <laughs> right. I ruined my friend's life. It's it's really, um, it, but it really gets you when you learn the history of it, and you're like, oh, that's where that comes from. Like, oh, oh, that's where this comes from, or just the different, you know, just it's there's such a healing that needs to be done, and I feel like that's why like these conversations are great where we get to educate non-black people, but I think it's also great when we get to educate one another and also um, reunite one another. Like, this is the other thing for me. Have you ever thought about this? Why is it that when we think of black, anywhere where there are black peoples in countries, the Bahamas, Africa, that's about it. Um, well, Australia, um, with the, as far as the, uh, the Aborigines. Outside of the Native people who were black, the Native Americans, you know, they were black. They called them red, melanin, um, who celebrated the two-spirited. You don't see celebration of queerness on our side. I feel like yeah. you, we saw queerness in the Romans, the Greeks. We saw queerness in the French and the Victorian age and different things like that. But when it comes to us, I feel like 
with with all of this history, we don't really have a bunch of queer black history. And I feel like this is such a great time to be that history, like as queer black men. You know what I mean? Like we don't have the lineage of hearing who we were and what we did and how accomplished we were. You know what I mean? We hear it as black traits and like what this king did and you know, his wife did that and da 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 But as queer blacks, I just feel like now is such an amazing time to create that history and re reshape the the history of yesteryears from the trauma that we still have, you know what I mean? Yeah. That makes any sense? It does. Cause I I I know before a few years ago, like I only knew like maybe a handful, maybe a handful, like three like main black queer uh significant people in history bernard rustin um james baldwin and then marsha p johnson and that's it and then but there's so much more yeah but we don't true but i mean but when you look one there are so many more but when you just look back in history one because of how history was and just where you even see black queerness or where it could even be celebrated or where it was. It's just like, where is it? And I, I, yes, I totally agree. I just, like you said, there just needs to be so much more. Like, did you know there was a black lesbian? Yeah, she was a black, she was a black woman. I believe she was lesbian. She opened up one of the first queer bars in West Hollywood. No, I didn't. Look at the, oh. Like and it's a it's a documentary on Hulu about that and like I think it was about women and about queer women and she was a queer black woman who started one of the first um, gay bars and just the history of how much this did he fought her and how much racism she had to deal with just trying to create a queer space for for people I don't it's just I don't know I just. That's something that I really want to do within this next year, I guess, let's say 2021, is really, really like document, go around the country and around the world and just tell our stories so that people know, so that we know, so that we know where we draw from. I feel like we, Black people have such strength and tenacity and resilience. Um, And I think... We know it's just in us, but we don't know where it comes from. And I think it really comes from our ancestors. And who, it's like it's just built in us as who we are. And I think the more that we draw on that strength and that history and that power, I think it'll just totally revolutionize the people. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Uh, just one last question. Huh. I don't want to take up too much of your time because you hit there on so many great points. Um, I have to ask about Drag Race. Um, I feel like you are... Ah, just one of, if not the most beloved queen from the show. At least, it's, I can at least talk from my, like my perspective. Um, I am. You are, and and on top of that, like I I remember running across uh, the, I think it was I, I guess uh, what's the phrase you would use? I guess clown couture gown that you were going to wear that had like the you know incarcerated uh, dolls around in, in the like the mm-hmm. merry-go-round type of situation just gorgeous I, because you are part of drag race uh that you know amazing staple that it is and you also have never been shy to talk about race and and racism um i want to know with drag race and the fandom that it has and drag race now with everything that's going on coming out and publicly condemning racism within their fandom 
do you think there will actually be change? Because I saw that on Twitter that, you know, they had put out a statement saying that they don't condone Who? Drag Race. They, they put out a statement on their Twitter. This was like when George Floyd, like around the time it first happened and then All Stars premiered and they were like, basically, it was kind of like a read between the lines. We don't condone racism. We love everybody kind of statement. Oh, well, you said it was a read between the lines? In my opinion, it was. Uh, okay, then never mind. I'm now, <laughs> I want to I know, because it was kind of like a very general broad statement, but I want to know, do you think that will change anything? And how do you combat that type of hatred in the, in the community since you are one of the queens from Drag Race? Um, do I think it will change? The TV answer is yes. Ah. No, um, I don't. And the reason I don't, um, that won't change until black people or people of color are in power, period. Like for me to go, oh yeah, it's gonna change. Um, you know, there's a day, da 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 da. So I'm supposed to wait for white folks to wake up and get a clue to realize, oh, no, 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 then that's not going to happen. For the simple fact that y'all haven't done it yet, y'all, you're not going to do it. Um, that's too much money and power for you to let go of. You're not doing it. So, um, I don't think it's going to change. We also have to remember that, that gay culture is the subculture of white culture. Drag culture is the subculture of gay culture. It's the subculture of white culture. Blah, 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 blah. So, it doesn't. Um, we, we saw when the season... Was it 12 or 11 with Gigi Gorgeous? I'm not Gigi Gorgeous. Um, what's the drag race girl's name? Gigi Good. Gigi. Oh, yeah. She had 13 and 12-year-old fans, like, saying some of, some of the most racist-ass shit. They're taking photos, like, Gigi stands. We only want white queens. And they're babies. These are children. So, if, if Dr. Martin Luther King was saying that one day our children would walk together hand in hand, right? Well, that was my mother's generation, and yeah. then she had me, and now I'm looking at these children saying something completely different from the words of Martin Luther King. So that tells me <clears throat> racism hasn't gone anywhere. It's still very much alive. Um, and it's thriving. We saw that on TikTok. Did you see that on uh, TikTok? TikTok, TikTok, whatever. <laughs> they uh, made that little video and they were like, how to, um, what is it? Make a, how to make a nigga, how to make a black person or something like that. Did you see that TikTok? Oh yeah, with the water. Like, yeah. Yeah, and you're like, oh, well, they're just children, they're kids, and da 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 you know? Fuck that. It's just really crazy. Prime example, let's correlate this to Drag Race, right? Why was it that when Miss Cracker uh, was getting the villain edit, you know, because she had said all types of horrible things to Angina, and, you know, people were like, oh, da 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 right? Now, wait a minute, mm -hmm. right? Now, people said... <clears throat> She's not a bad person, this, that, and the third. And they gave her all types of grace. Somebody even tried to reach as far as to say, maybe she has some type of um, Asperger, some form of... Maybe she's on the spectrum. I've heard that. I even heard that. Where was, where was the grace for, for, for Vix? None. None. And it still pisses where me off. Where was that saying, oh, she's not a bad person? Oh, where was that... Oh, 
why, because just like I said it on Hey Queen, and I will say it again, because of internalized racism and anti-blackness, y'all hoes hate, you don't think, and this is the other thing, the reality is, and you've heard this statement over and over again, especially after George Floyd died, and everybody going, oh, racism is gone, like, what are you talking about? Um, you hear people say, that shit, and I just forgot what I was going to say. Racist in church for you, they say. But I forgot it. <laughs> I was still trying to connect it to that. Anyway, the point is, it's just fucked. It's real. It it's sad. Like, no. And to be perfectly honest, no, I'm not gonna say that because I still want to keep working and get a paycheck. But um, I feel you. I'm not. I'm not even gonna push the issue. I got you. But I, 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 I get it. No, I just—it's just—it just hurts because yeah. the reality is, it's like y'all gave Vixen no grace, none, and y'all will get Jacqueline, who was the black lady who died. She won an Emmy, and then she died because she had cancer. Jacqueline season ten came out of the trailer, and she was like with her headset, and she was like, "I'm so over y'all saying that we are editing y'all to look bad." She goes, "We don't, we don't do that. We don't edit y'all to look bad." She goes, we play back what you say and do. So if you said it, we play it back. So sorry about it. They do add the music, but you said it. So it is what it is. And the reality is like, y'all love to hate. It's just easy. I don't think. It's easier to put that hate off on a black person. And the, the, the crazy part about it is Cracker and Vixen are, I in my opinion, kind of like the same kind of queens. Like Cracker even you know would say like vixen tells the truth and that's what she loves the most about her like that's they're they very much so you know live in that same kind of realm of where they just speak their minds and there's nothing wrong with it that i love them both for that it's just apparent it's just a, like blatant racism when you only attack the black person for it and that's what's that's what's sad the crazy other thing is like how to say this I, like, I don't know. I feel like how do people get to learn to change and change their remarks if people call them and, like, the fandom is following her? I don't know if she's still a villain. I'm, you know, I really have watched like that and be like, oh, yeah, she's still a villain. But I'm just saying the fact that you see you see the symptoms of white fragility pop up. Like, when you challenge white people's uh, world racial view, they feel very attacked as if you question their moral fiber as a good person which are two separate things but the way that they go oh no how do you think that da, 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 and they like or they get super emotional or super defensive da, 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 and it's just coddled and then we never get to address the issue you just now we have to call you to make sure that you're not feeling bad and everything like we don't get none of that grace no none of that grace no it's just really fucked up and just really weird i don't know it's trash yeah, I don't think I don't think so. Um, I, I will say this: there are a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of amazing, amazing, amazing fans out there. I'm gonna tell you this, honey. You want to make sure somebody gets canceled? You need to get a few, at least a good ten, half and half, um, of these fifteen and sixteen year old little white girls, the little white boys, honey, and little non-binary ones, K-pop fans, yeah. They will make sure, because mm -hmm. they are not, and what I love, like, so when, so I guess people go, will it change? 
across the board, no. But what I will say is that the quietness that people would just allow the BS to be said and go unchecked, I will say that this generation is for sure to make sure that they're like, sis, that's very transphobic. That's it. Like, they are on the phobics. Like, yeah. that was phobic, yeah. that was the phobic, da, 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 da. You know, they're very, very much on it. That was racist. And it's very surprising to see when you see, um, now we see tons of dumb, immature, like, grown folks, not even the children that would be in the comment section, like, saying, like, bitch, that's not even historically correct. Like, where did you get that from? You're pulling shit out of your ass. That was an Instagram tweet or, like, some meme that somebody made and it went viral because, you know, that's where people get their news from, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Right. No, You know what I mean? Like, you're just reading bullshit and you're believing it. I will say that there are so many beautiful, amazing things that are woke and got no, sis, we call it out the bullshit and really good. I love it. Well, just for a moment, switching back to the positive, um, I absolutely love talking to you. Like, I will remain on this that you are probably one of the most, like, well-versed queens to come from Drag Race, but also, like, drag queens in general. I, like, I follow a lot of different drag queens that aren't, like, on Drag Race, but, like, you are, you turn looks. You can sing, like, that, like, amazingly. You can lay a verse if you need to, too. You know, you're funny, you're charismatic, you can act, you can you can preach, all right? You can uplift spirits. Um, I, I, I just thank you for your time, and I want to know what else can we look forward to from Monique? Because I, 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 want, I yes. want a lot more stuff. I, I need, like, a Monique podcast or talk show or something. I, I, I want more from Monique. What can we expect from you? More, right? Um... Well, I just fired everyone on staff, and so we're starting grassroots up. Um, I got new PR, new new assistant, all of that. Yes. So we're going to rebrand everything. I I'm rebranding, trying to move from drag queen in the sense of what we know as drag, mm. and trying to move as far away from RuPaul Drag Race being associated with him as like my identity. So I'm just trying to rebrand to be more of an artist, really diving deep into as a singer i'll be coming up with a song i'm featured in a song called um better by myself by a queer artist named jordy um so that should be coming out within the next few weeks um i am on a new podcast series with grinder called the rear review um so i'm very very excited about that that just launched yesterday um music trying to do more acting youtube channel is coming i'm at i mean it's not a lot of youtube followers but it's enough to get the youtube studio so i'm at yeah. 14,000, so i can like use the studio so we're really just trying to elevate it. like i felt like i've taken since drag race my first time i had a lot of growing and building to do and now i felt like it's built now I feel like I can build the brand. I felt like these last two, three years were really just trying to build the brand. Uh, not show these folks that I'm broken for and trying to build like money. So that's what we're doing. So, oh, please tune in. I don't know when you'll put this out, but just please check out. Will this be out before uh, next Tuesday? I can. Oh, you have your House of Heart show. You're producing yeah, shows now, it. too. You are such a boss. Damn, sorry. Talk about it. Yes. No. <laughs> uh, Girl, I'm gonna let you know the show, the videos the folks are sending in. 
I'm like staying with the friend because I'm in transition. And I'm like, I don't know how I'm gonna have to shoot a music video. But these, I'm like, what is y'all doing budget in the middle of quarantine? One of these hoes did rain on me with rain and neon lights, and I'm like, bitch, where did you get money from? Like, you're not even a drag yeah. breaker, girl. Like, what? Yeah, I don't know. These hoes are turning it. Um, House of Heart. Just tune in to House of Heart on Twitch. This one will be July 14th. We'll be coming back next month in August. My main focus for that show is I want it to be a place not just drag centered, but just queer artists. So music, uh, musicians, drag artists, po- you know, that's what I want. And, and I want it to be a place where we work with elevated black and people of color, as well as our lovely few white folks. Um, but, you know, switching the tables up. But I just really do. It's such a good space. Truthfully, for me, it's a way for me to kind of get my door into a reality television. Sean, I pitched a television yeah. show that's also going to be working. Yes. So she's she's grinding. My issue before is I would try to do so much and I didn't have a team to help me. And so now I have a team. So very much that. Well, I'm excited to see everything that you do because I know it's going to be good. This is a superstar in front of me. And that's why you've Thank made it as far as you have. And that's why you will continue to be even bigger, more successful. And I'm just so appreciative for what you do because you bring joy into so many lives. Like you really do. Thank you. With all your artists. You're so amazing. Thank you. you. This has been fabulous. Uh, let me know and I will totally like share, you know, whatnot when it's up and posting ready to go. Um, but thank you so much thank for having you. me. It was a complete pleasure and honor. Thank I'm you. I'm just like, oh, he's black and queer. Ah. I will do this podcast. Big dog.